Welcome to the Run Nerd Library Podcast, a podcast for those who eat, sleep, breathe, train, think, talk, and read about running, and those who are curious. I'm the host, Don Hahn, a self-proclaimed run nerd. I consider myself more of a running enthusiast than an expert, fueled by coffee and blind optimism. This podcast will feature running experts talking about their books and enthusiasts like me who are here to discuss their books with them. Whether you're listening on your commute or on your run, we are happy to have you here. Today we welcome Bill Kenley, author of High School Runner to the Run Nerd Library podcast. Bill is the head boys coach um, for distance at Noblesville High School in Noblesville, Indiana. Bill, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Don. It's good to be here. Um, I'd like to get started by asking you, uh, can you give us a little bit of background about your education, um, your, your running, uh, how you got started in running, and uh, maybe talk a little bit about how you got started with writing? Sure. Um, my my mother introduced me to running. She, um, she was part of the gym fix craze in the 70s, mm-hmm. uh, and... And basically, she had a pair of Brooks shoes that I that I wanted. They were blue with an orange stripe, and I was uh, drawn to them. And uh, so I said I wanted a pair of shoes like hers. And she said if I if I wanted those shoes, I needed to earn them by by running with her every morning. So we would go for a, a run around the block. It felt like a long way. It was probably a mile. So. Um, so I owe it to my mom and to uh, and to Brooks, I suppose, <laughs> for my yeah. for my beginning with running. Um, but then uh, I I realized after doing a few uh, races with her that that I had um, a little bit of, of talent. Um, and I think when you're young, anything that you succeed at is of interest. Mm-hmm. You, you like to be seen, absolutely. You know, as yeah. a, as a success. So. So I think the combination of being a, a total shoe geek, which I still am to this day, I still can can look at shoes uh, online for uh, far too long. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than do other things. Um, and having a little bit of a, I don't know, a genetic DNA, whatever, I, I, can, I, can, I can run a long way, mm-hmm. uh, relative speaking. So, so there it is. Awesome. Awesome. So it really started with a, a pair of sneakers and, and uh, it, it evolved from there. So what's kind of um, some of the highlights of your running career, if you will? Um, you know, the, the relationships, you know, I talked to Matt Sparks at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's the uh, director of, of cross country and distance at Notre Dame. And he was a freshman when I was a senior at Noblesville. Mm-hmm. And he was good enough to speak to our team via Zoom this uh, this last fall, and he 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 told the boys that it's all about the relationships. Uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna care as much about that third place at state finish, which I think that was his senior year. He was third in the state in cross country. Mm-hmm. He said that it's the relationships that matter, and. Um, and I feel like uh, at first I thought, Sparky, are you, are you are you serious? You know, like I mean, yeah, really. Yeah. And yet, um, I believe he was absolutely genuine in saying that. So, so for me, yeah, my my best uh, friends were all cross country runners, um, 
And uh, it was really the relationships that, that kept me going in the sport. It was the mm -hmm. heart of the sport for me. I wasn't bad, um, you know, for in the 420s in the mile, uh, 940s for the 32. Um, Should have broken 16 in the 5K, but mm -hmm. but never did. Okay. Uh, okay. Came up against that yeah. maybe 20 times, you know, <laughs> under under 1605. Yeah. Everybody's wow. got their, their story like that. Right. Or just couldn't get it done. Um, but no, runners, running's been right at the heart of my my uh, personal journey for for uh for going on 40 40 years now yeah those are impressive times uh, for a high school student and thinking about like how that transitions you into coaching so when when did you uh first start coaching and and uh, what was really the driver for getting you into it um i got a teaching license um because i did not fit anywhere else i I worked in New York uh, in book editing briefly. Uh, I worked in Alaska on salmon boats, which was really awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was drawn to Alaska, but it was the the winters were a little a little too rugged, even for an intrepid person. Mm -hmm. um, so teaching was a nice mix. You know, you could you could play a lot of different roles. You could you could be the cop on occasion when necessary, you know, bust somebody in the bathroom with their, with their cigarettes or, <laughs> or, but for me, um, it was a no brainer to get into coaching because Kent Graham was the head coach. He and I have always had a great relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I do think that a team is well served by having a young crazy guy on board, somebody to, yeah. uh, connect with, Inspired, with the runners yeah. and really run with them and be with them. Excellent. Um, so what's, what's been your highlight as a coach? Anything? Really um, gosh, with all those relationships, like, yeah. like I said, I, I mean, going to weddings, um, you know, um, you, not just, not just fun times either. I mean, uh, I've had athletes who've, who had great losses, you know, I've mm -hmm. had a kid last mm -hmm. year, um, you know, his father passed away far too young of, 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 of lung cancer, totally unearned lung cancer. And, yeah. um, and the bond that I have with him is special, um, and his teammates. Right. Uh, so, so really it's that it's, it, the, the good times are, are, are all part of it, but really right. that depth of, of experience, you know, the connections, the deep connections that you make right. when you're with people as much as you're with your, your athletes. Um, on the on the course, uh, I would say it was our podium finish last year, where we kind of um, broke through. Um, mm -hmm. And in Indiana is a great distance running state, great Absolutely, cross country yes. state, and and that podium is um, is crowded or or it, it's people coveted want it's coveted. It's a deep deep field out there. People want to be yeah. on that, and um, and so we really had to take it and. Uh, and, and to break through so that we can in the future feel like that's where we belong. It's mm -hmm. hard to step over the threshold, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, um, it's hard to, to get it done when it needs to be done. And, and our guys did it and it was really uh, gratifying because, because I really wanted them to, to have that experience and wanted Absolutely. it to have it with them. Yeah. And you, you've got a talented bunch of boys. So it mm -hmm. seems like you're, you're poised to uh, knock on wood. Don't want to jinx it, but you're poised to, uh, do well again this upcoming season. So. We hope so. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah. Um, so let's talk about education. Um, um, so let's talk about that a little bit. And then how did you evolve those experiences that you've had into writing High School Runner? I have spent some time at, at, a, at a master in fine arts program. Mm-hmm. But um, the way the book came about was I was lucky, lucky enough to, to be given a creative writing class when mm-hmm. I started teaching at Noblesville. Mm-hmm. And, and I had always dreamed of being a writer. But um, I grew up in a family of grocers and uh, very focused, pragmatic mm-hmm. folks. Yeah. And, and writing was okay. something that was admirable, but, but it was a strange quest, <laughs> right? It was yeah, it, yeah. The, money, the money aspect, the fact that it might not pay off was, right. was quite real. <laughs> and so, I, like I said, I was really lucky to, to, to get the, the creative writing class because it allowed me the freedom to say, I need to be good at this. I need to know how this works. Mm -hmm. And, and that really was the start. Um, then it was a question of what to write. And of course, a great rule of, of writing is write what you know. And, um, and so I, I wrote about Alaska. I wrote about, um, uh, I wrote about a lot of things before, I, I recognize that my best stories, many and the most stories that I had had to do with with running mm-hmm. and my teammates and and just the weirdos that you meet on a team. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it's still true. I think there are archetypal characters on a cross country team and you've got your you've got your guy who practices too hard. Yeah. You know, uh, you've got uh, you've got your talented guy who uh, you wish would just focus. Uh, Maybe figure it out. Yeah. yeah, you've got, you've got, um, you know, the guy who who who's your leader who who doesn't want to give up that position. I mean, it, it's it's funny how those people on your team they're they're very they're specific they're unique they're all mm-hmm. themselves but they fit into roles right and right. Uh, you know you got your tricksters you got your you got your uh, you got your shadows mm-hmm. the, the guys that uh, suck your energy mm-hmm. and, and you're trying to change them just make them see the bigger picture so yeah. all those elements led to me wanting to to write about it primarily because I wanted to write a novel and and this was the maybe the easiest route yeah I mean, the most yeah. rich territory for me was in running. Excellent. So. Excellent. Well, uh, in the next segment, we're going to jump into talking about High School Runner. Um, we're going to really peel back the layers a little bit about writing that book. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll get to know a little bit more about that process. For mm-hmm. you. Welcome back. We're here with Bill Kenley, author of High School Runner. Um, Bill, in this segment, I'd like to talk to you about specifically High School Runner. Um, let's talk about your process for writing a book. Um, let's let's dive into some of the characters that that you have in the story. You mentioned in the last segment there are sort of their archetypal characters, and maybe speak to who some of those characters are. Um, also, you in the book you talk about uh, you you have a, a ranking system for the athletes. There are the Bluebirds, the Hawks, and the Eagles, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of walk us through that, and um, and we'll, we'll kind of dive into those things along the way. But uh, first thing I want to ask you is, what does High School Runner mean to you? What does that book mean to you? Oh, man, it's a big – it's um, <laughs> it's a lot. It means a lot. Um, 
it's a love letter to uh, to my teammates for sure. Um, one of the things about the book that people mentioned to me is how there's there's really not a bad guy. You know, yeah. um, you know the anyone who's from Indiana recognizes and knows much about distance running recognizes that the uh, the, the bad guys, quote unquote, the Salukis are are clearly Carmel. And, Perfect, and, yes. uh, and the coach is clearly based on Carmel's legendary Chuck Keppen. And, and yet one of the great things about running is, you know, Chuck Keppen was never, um, my enemy. In fact, mm-hmm. he was the exact opposite. You know, he had a camp, uh, all-star camp that, that we went to. And when we were there, I mean, we were all, we were all in it together. And, and so it was easy to write a book that really didn't have a, a a bad guy per se. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was important to me because I think that's the spirit of, of, of running is there aren't any bad guys when you finish, uh, you're all in it together. It's been too hard. You, you've, you've, you've kind of gotten rid of that bad, bad energy. Um, unless, unless you're really rotten, (laughs) there there are some of those out there. Um, but, Aside from that, I, I think, um, as I, as I think we've talked about before, the reason, one reason for writing this, um, was I really wanted to write a novel mm-hmm. and, and this was my richest territory, um, writing, uh, uh, the characters, the, 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 the funny anecdotes I had more when it came to, to running, uh, than in any other part of my life. So, so that was that was a big thing too, was just the practical, how can I get down 400 pages you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. in a draft? Yeah. Um, and certainly that does stand out as, uh, as, as being the Carmel team. But to your point, um, I've, I've been to a number of high school races where the, the first finisher um, will stand there at the finish line and high five and congratulate everybody else that comes in behind them. And, and they know the difficulty of the course and what they just endured. So sure. it's more of a, a brotherhood or sisterhood than it is, uh, you know, a cut through a competition for sure. Um, so wh- what does that process look like to for you? For right, You said you wanted to get up 400 pages of a draft down. What does that look like? How, how do you go about, uh, do you have a specific place you go when you're writing? Uh, what, what do you do? What's that look like? I can, I can write just about anywhere. And, and for me, um, it comes down to, um, understanding the structure of a, of a novel. Um, you've got a conflict, you know, you've got a character who wants something. And mm-hmm. in this case, it's, it's that he wants to wear that number one sweatshirt in, in, in a novel. It should be concrete. It shouldn't be some abstraction. Like I want my daddy to love me. You know, yeah, it should be yeah, like, yeah. it should be like, I want that sweatshirt or I want to get that briefcase or I want to, you yeah, know, right. you know, yeah. so, so for me, it began with this, this young freshman kid who, who wanted to be known for something at his high school. He, he didn't want to be some, some nobody. So he decided that his best route was to get that number one mm-hmm. um, and, and to be known, you know, for that. Um so that was my big picture arc, but then the story is made up of maybe, I don't know how many chapters are in the book, but maybe 30 mm-hmm. shorter arcs yeah. where and, and each chapter has to have that same dynamic where in that chapter, there's got to be a desire or a need and there's got to be something in the way. 
for yes. example, like that that chapter where where the guy is um, the protagonist is trying to trying to uh, at the same time talk to a girl on behalf of his terrifying you know senior captain. Mm-hmm. He's also trying to like make it so that she doesn't go with the guy. <laughs> so he's got all these conflicting desires and needs. Yeah. And luckily she sets her hair on fire and it's all over. So <laughs> she doesn't have to, he doesn't have to, the problem solved. Yeah. Um, but, but that, that kind of, um, of structure is what makes up the book. So you've got the larger arc of, of, I want to um, have this kid work towards this, this goal of the sweatshirt and then you've got to fill it in with with moments that um you know make the story uh alive and specific mm-hmm. and uh get your reader in the moment because if if you're just talking about that sweatshirt for 400 pages nobody's <laughs> going to read that book That's right. and, and it's interesting the way you break down the chapters uh with with those sort of arcs within the chapter. And you do it in such a way that you also add humor um, and that carries through. And for those those of us who are in the Gen X crowd, there's a lot of nostalgia to, uh, to the book as well. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of things carry through from that. Um, talk about the humor of the book a little bit and how, how you decided to integrate that and where that comes from. Yeah, well, I just got back from a, a, a Texas trip with, with, um, my, with a few guys on my team. We took 11... 11 boys in a couple of Ford Transit vans mm-hmm. and we drove yeah it felt like a million miles we went to da- we went from Dallas to to a little town called Balmoray and then we went all the way down to the Mexico border and the, the thing is you'd think what how are you doing you know how can you do that right, um, right. and the thing is the boys are so full of just energy and fun and they want to test themselves in whatever way they can find whether it's riding a van for for uh too long or (laughs) or sleeping on the roof when it's 30 degrees or Mm -hmm. or walking across the rio grande to get to mexico i mean whatever whatever possibility presents itself they're interested in in challenging themselves against it we did a 10 mile mountain run where we ran up a mountain in fort davis texas and and uh it was windy and and the trail was rocky and and they had smiles on their faces the whole time so that kind of really great energy is um it is is something that like uh, when you're with runners high school mm-hmm. runners mm-hmm. you you remember that's how they work that's yeah. how they are yeah um and and so I don't know. That's it. Yeah. Well, and there's a specific scene about one of the bus rides and, and one of the, uh, the older athletes on the, on the uh, bus getting really frustrated, I think by the performance that they had and, uh, uh, kind of talk, talk through that. Oh, the, that was a great scene. That was, so one of the, one of the main characters is called, uh, Jeff Slade. And, and I, I've come to realize that writers use real people. Uh, and at first I was bashful and mm-hmm. that's not the right word. I was a little worried and, and, and that I was, I was writing about real people and, mm-hmm. and, and, um, Jeff Slade is certainly based on a real guy, a guy who's a real brother to me. Love the guy. He was terrifying though. Um, <laughs> and, um, he, um, he actually did eat his radio 
one one time <laughs> when he was mad about his performance. So it's funny what people ask me that you made that up, right? right. People say you couldn't have that. Yeah. Most of the, the the craziest stuff I didn't have to make up. It was <laughs> it was real. And wow. and this guy was at the heart of a lot of that. Um and um so so yeah, uh the eating of the radio actually actually happened. Um wow. <laughs> and and it's it's still true. It's like when yeah. I'm with these these boys these days, it's I don't think they're quite as the eighties were a strange time. Right. I mean, right. I mean, the red, the, the, the governors were off. Uh, we were, we would get away with and try things that these guys are too smart to, to try or the culture has shifted to where we're like, no, that's not acceptable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And everything's on social media. Yeah, everything's days, on so social you can't media. get away with anything. No, anyway. but, but um, yeah, back then it was, it was a little more, it was a little crazier. So Right. Excellent. Um, so thinking about um, thinking about the writing process again, and, and you're going through and, and you're writing 400 pages that will be condensed down to to some number below that. Um, what are some of the things that didn't make the final story? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I I was shockingly tuned in on this book. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote a a second book. Mm -hmm. And that whole thing didn't make it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so the first book, I think, I think I'd been mentally subconsciously preparing myself for a long time. You were writing it in your head all yeah. along. And yeah. so when I came to write it, it was one of those experiences where it was mostly, mostly done. I mean, I remember writing certain parts and being surprised by what, what I'd written, but it didn't feel like it was coming out of nowhere. Um, I think, I think I had been writing it in my mind. I yeah. had I'd been thinking about it and I'd certainly been telling stories about, um, my teammates and, and my first year experience, my coach, mm -hmm. the coach mm -hmm. is another character that's based on a, a real guy. Mm -hmm. I had to, to call him and tell him, look, this isn't you. I know it, it sounds like you, there's a lot of you in there, <laughs> yeah. but it's not you. So, but he couldn't, he, he totally disregarded that. He says, well, I just wish you wouldn't have made me cuss so much. I'm like, look, I said, I just said it wasn't you, but, yeah. but when I yeah. think back on even that conversation, I think he's more right than me. I think, <laughs> I think, I think I'm the guy that's insisting that it's not him when, when it's really <laughs> it pretty was, much him. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this book, the, 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 the high school runner book, the, the first version was pretty clean. I think yeah, um, yeah. mostly the revision was what um, there's a great writer, George Saunders, and he um, he always talks about revision being writing so that you you bring the level up, mm -hmm. meaning you make your characters better people. Um, you don't go for the easy uh you know, it's easy to characterize somebody as, as, as dumb mm -hmm. or, or, or heartless, you know, and in revision, you, you level that up yeah. and, and in doing so, you actually respect your reader. Um, you recognize that your reader is a complicated person that values goodness, yeah. values like love and connection, 
not be not they don't want to right. be a cynic. who wants to read a book about some cynical guy right 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 who's yeah. a jerk right. you know to confirm that the world is full of cynical jerks absolutely right? you you want something that has a, a a little bit of of rawness to it you want something that has characters with flaws mm -hmm. right and and so that you can see them their progression through the story too yeah yeah absolutely and and thankfully you know maybe this is the reason the book uh, is is worth reading and worth publishing is is that um, it seems to be in my nature to to see the best in people, you yeah. know, um, as a coach and as a teacher, you know, I, people ask me, how can you how can you teach for 26 years in the same school? And yeah. and it's because I think I've been both blessed with and also recognize the value of, you know, believing in people, right. you know, tr trusting that there's something good there. Right. That's that's at the heart of it. So, you know, that comes out in this first book and, and the second book, it didn't work out, <laughs> which the second book, don't worry, Don, I, you're never, you're never going to read it. So, so, so don't ask. Uh, I, I am going to ask and I will read it at some point. I, I guarantee you that. <laughs> um, so I mentioned, I kind of um, uh, prefaced in, in the intro to this segment uh, that we'll talk a little bit about, and you mentioned your coach and some of the, some of the things that maybe were common um, phrases that, that coach said and I, I also mentioned that you have the bluebirds you have the hawks and you have the eagles so talk mm -hmm. to us about some of some of your uh some of the things that you carried into the book that are elements of your coaching style some of the things that mm -hmm. uh, are elements of your, your your coach when you were an athlete yeah and and how that played out well that's that is part of a book that's easy to kind of forget i think it, it but it's really at the heart of of the of the energy of the success of the book is mm -hmm. is that you have in a cross country season you have a process mm -hmm. and, and and you're trying to get faster yeah. so there's a very simple plot element there um and it has to do with with um learning you know from your coach mm -hmm. like you say um so one of the things that uh, is in the book is that those different levels you've got, you've got the bluebirds, which are the freshmen, um, the Hawks and the Eagles. Um, and, and then you've got uh, fruit salad, <laughs> which is one of my favorite parts of the book where you've got a kid who's so disinterested Yeah, and you always have that even yeah. on a, even on a really good team. Uh -huh. Like I know that the, the, the really strong teams in the state, you know, Columbus North Fishers, you know, Zionsville, um, those guys in us, yeah. we've got guys who don't want to be there, right. whose who's, right. who's mother is insisting. Right. And those are tough guys to deal with. Mm -hmm. So so in the book, yeah, the guy gets the group of his own. He's fruit salad. So <laughs> so um, so, yeah, I think, you know, freshmen are interesting because even the ones that have talent and, and focus, the step up from middle school is a big one the the right. demands right you know um love purdue basketball i didn't go i went to miami ohio but uh, Pat painter's a great coach guys getting thrown under the bus these days yeah. because because he made those guys better than maybe they ought to have been and he had two freshman guards yeah who could not they couldn't play at the level they they were playing at at the right. start of the season right yeah. they just it's too much to ask of two two young men and um and so they were cooked or overcooked yeah. as yeah. we like to say um 
you can't overcook a freshman, but it's super easy. Mm-hmm. So you got to get, get, keep those guys in, um, you know, in the, in their own group. And then, you know, the Hawks and the Eagles, that's, um, that's um, just, you've got your, your top group, um, your varsity 10, eight, whatever it might be. And those guys, those seniors, they can handle stuff that, that even the sophomores and, and sometimes juniors just can't handle. That's a big part of coaching at the high school level is, is differentiating in that way. The, the level of experience, the challenges they've gone through, the, the mental growth that they've gone through both as, a, as an athlete but as a student. I mean, you're mm-hmm. talking about a, a period of time where they both basically go from childhood oh, yeah. to adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of those kind of things that, that um, play into the story too. Mm-hmm. Even with, with the protagonist, K1, uh, talking about like one of his first workouts with the team, he, uh, you know, he wasn't really fully engaged. He might've been teetering on fruit salad at that point. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah he's hiding in the, he's hiding in the, uh, in the weeds <laughs> and that's not unusual. We get yeah. guys who, who disappear, you know, we go out for our run and they find a bathroom in the, in the park and they, they stay in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. mean, it's just, well, it's funny, you know, it's, 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 but it's, they're not, I think I used to climb trees, you know, <laughs> I, I was running around the, uh, the wetlands loop at Noblesville's course. And I look up and, and there's a guy in a tree, uh, <laughs> get down and let's go. But, um, it's, yeah. it's funny to think about how much effort goes into not doing the workout. <laughs> yeah. Just do the workout, get it done. But uh. Well, you mentioned like the maturity, you know, yeah. girls are, are often not always, but girls as a general rule are more mature and more focused than boys. And, and boys are often extremely unfocused. Uh, and I do one thing as a coach, that's just one of those goofy things. Like I told you before we started the interview, I'm kind mm-hmm. of the, I'm, I'm, I create the story, you know, mm-hmm. I create the plot line and, and I bring in lots of really stupid things that become important yeah. over time. Yeah. And um, one of them is I, I give spirit animals, you know, I give kids spirit animals and they like it. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Um, and so, for example, I've got one guy right now. He's an excellent runner. Um, he, uh, he started off his spirit animal with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> because because when I looked at him, I just saw like Snoop Dogg on a beach, you know, with a with a bucket full of Coronas. Nice. That's who he wanted. To, that's who he wanted to be. At least you know the way. I think we all want to be Snoop Dogg yeah. on the beach. Oh no, kidding! There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that uh, you know he needs. He's he's now he's a he's he's evolved to a panther. Yeah. Which is uh, and I told his dad actually this last week. Said, you know, we we go to Snoop Dogg every now and then. We didn't leave Snoop Dogg behind entirely. (laughs) Right, uh, right. So, so yeah, I mean that maturity, that growth, um, it's gradual. And and one of the things I do find that that parents and and you know people who aren't with teenage boys all the time, they get stuck in that moment. They think this is my kid forever, right? That my kid's always going to be this way. Right. And, And then. You know, they ask me sometimes, how, how are you patient? Patient? Where do you find your patience? Yeah. And the patience is, I know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? They're <laughs> yeah, going to come you, around. Right. You've it, seen it before. Yeah. This is, it's, this is nothing new. He fits right into the archetype. Yeah. He's gonna, yeah. There's nothing new here. Yeah. He, he's going to, he'll, he'll figure it out. Yeah. You just don't want to blow it up. Right. right? Like right. 
So, but you you can do more damage trying to push a, that type of athlete early on in, in their high school experience than you can if you just kind of let it ride a little bit and they, they yeah. figure it out or their teammates help them figure it out. Right? For sure. I mean, just twenty seven years of teaching. What's the what's the secret? <laughs> just keep going. Right. right. <laughs> That's the answer. Ninety percent of the time. Yeah. Like get past this moment and just keep going. Absolutely. And, you know, have a pretty simple goal in mind and get it done. Right. Right. So, yeah. so uh, in, in closing out this segment, um, why why should anyone pick up a copy of High School Runner and, and uh, maybe make it their their book they're going to read on the beach this summer or, or something that they, they just can't pass up? Well, I think um, I would want them to read it uh, for the warm, fuzzy feeling they'll they'll have at the end when my harp, my uh, my Kirkus review, which was really a, a good moment for me to be reviewed in Kirkus uh, mm-hmm. and get a good review, not yeah. just a review, but a good one, was um, the the reviewer wrote that um, you know there's a a moment of grace at the end that that is earned, and it's yeah. like I think that that captures it well. I mean, um, there's, um, there's a lot of heart in, in the characters and, and when things, they don't work out the way maybe you want them to athletically or expect them to, mm-hmm. but it's, it's kind of a more realistic way, right? Yeah. They don't win the, they don't go on and win the state title, right? you know, right. miracles don't happen in that way, mm-hmm. but, but they get that, they get that hard earned, uh, connection. And, and it's, and it's done in a, and it's in a fun, fun way. Right. Right. And, so. and they build that brotherhood um, and that you can see carrying on if you were to project into the future. Oh, next sure. Season and, 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 and yeah, if this is, if this is, you know, this is 70% autobiography on my part. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Like uh, I'm going to take one of these books that we've got for the, um, Carmel Marathon, and I'm going to take it to the guy who's, you know, Slade's based on. Yeah. And sign it and give it to him. And, nice. you know, he'll yeah. uh, he'll love that. Absolutely. So, Jeff, if you're listening, prepare yourself. Get ready for a book. That's great. Um, and uh, we're going to wrap up with the next segment. We're going to talk about what else you're writing, what you're working on, and what's coming up in the future for you. All right. All right, and we're back with Bill Kenley. Um, Bill, in this segment, I want to talk to you about projects that you're working on now. What's coming up for you? Uh, what What's on the horizon? Well, the the I've got a collection of short stories um, that I worked on throughout uh, the COVID days, and and I really like them. I think um, I think uh, the short story might be my actual sweet spot Mm -hmm. as a writer Mm -hmm. um and um there are about 20 of them and they start they they use the same characters as the as the novel starts freshman year and just basically what i did was thought about the most poignant moments that i might write about and then wrote a short story based on that Mm -hmm. that poignant moment Mm -hmm. be it be it an action that happened or a character or whatever i use those little nuggets pearls of of the heart of the story and and wrote uh my my um my collection Mm -hmm. so so that is exciting 
Absolutely. And um, thinking about the stories in, in that collection, um, you mentioned they're going to follow some of the same characters from High School Runner. Uh, same type of buildup, same type of humor. Can we expect to see those things in the story? Yeah, I mean, it's very, very similar. Um, very same voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, definitely dealing with the same um, issues of why why write about running mm-hmm. because of the of the of the characters that you meet and know because of the funny moments that happen uh the strange moments that happen one of those stories um the boys are out for a hot summer run and they stumble upon what they think is a dead body mm-hmm. in, a, in a field and uh that actually happened to me at age uh, 18 and wow. and so so those crazy moments those crazy experiences are you know that i had more to write i had more to say okay and and uh, the listeners are going to have to wait until they read the story to find out the outcome of that one Um, but that's interesting Uh, it seems like it's always the runners that locate the the bodies (laughs) it's happened it happens (laughs) um so and, and we're we're super excited here at run nerd press to be your publisher for high school runner now and also for the the compilation of short stories so Thank you for for taking us on in that role. Um, High School Runner is available right now. Um, uh, You can go to runnerdlibrary.com forward slash shop and pick up your copy. Um, You can also, uh, we'll be at the Carmel Marathon Expo on April 7th. Um, uh, We'll we'll have the hard copy there um, in the limited edition. And then the the paperback and ebook will be available towards the uh, the end of April into early May. So we're super excited about launching that high school runner. And then we look forward to having the compilation of, of the short stories available later this summer for purchase. Um, if anybody wanted to check out some of those runs that you and your team went on in Texas via social media or uh, to, to, to like and follow you, where would they do so? Uh, Instagram is my preferred uh, social media. Um... And I've got, uh, I'm at, um, at Kenley Bill, K-E-N-L-E-Y-B-I-L-L. And a uh, lot of, a lot of running pictures, a lot of the, a lot of the team. And, um, yeah, it's, um, it's something, it's a passion now posting those images. And they are great. I tell you what, I had some run envy while I was watching some of the videos on there. Uh, I, I like taking the challenge of running up a good hill, uh, watching you guys go up through the mountains was very exciting. So. Uh, good footage there. Um, thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, look forward to uh, future conversations and um, and anything else that you want to say before we go. No, I'm just excited too, Don. I think um, I, I think a lot of people have had your impulse. Uh, people love running. Mm-hmm. Uh, people love writing about running. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm I'm just glad that you uh, took the leap and stepped over that threshold and had the courage to give it a whirl. And, uh, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Well, thanks for being on this ride with me. Our, our guest today was Bill Kenley, author of high school runner. And, uh, he's a member of the run nerd press, um, group of authors. So we're happy to have him here and thank you for listening. You have been listening to episode two of the Run Nerd Library podcast, featuring author Bill Kenley, author of High School Runner. 
Thank you for listening, and please join us on future episodes of the Run Nerd Library podcast. Thank you.